welcome to this edition of The Current Reports, our weekly roundup of what's happening in the world of digital media. 2023 has been a year of generative AI, with ChatGPT bursting onto the scene and onto the lips of marketers everywhere. The company behind ChatGPT, OpenAI, has been valued at around $29 billion, according to TechCrunch. Now, news publishers reportedly want some of that money for their efforts. Semaphore reports that a group of news publishers, including the New York Times and Fox Corp, are forming a coalition looking into suing generative AI companies whose models lean off their content. And the number that publishers reportedly want is in the billions, with a B. A bright spot, though, in digital media's tough environment is The Guardian. The UK-based outlet just posted record revenues overall, with ad revenue up 42% for The Guardian US and international revenue up by double digits. Now The Guardian is following up those numbers with a new challenge, growing its global footprint. But don't just take it from us. To discuss how the legacy brand is thriving in the digital age, we're joined by Luis Romero, The Guardian Senior VP of Advertising of North America. Luis, welcome. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Now, it's no secret the news industry has gone through many struggles in the transition from print to digital. However, The Guardian US has found success, reporting that ad revenues actually went up 42% this year. So what would you say has been The Guardian US's like winning formula to make this happen? Yeah, I think it's three key things. Um, one is that we've been really elevating the discussion on our proposition. Uh, and that is that we're US, uh, a US dedicated site. We have independent journalism. We have no paywall and we're B Corp certified. The second thing is that we're working on our relationships with our advertisers. We're creating deeper ones with advertisers and sectors that have traditionally worked well for us, like tech, B2B, entertainment, pharmaceuticals, and we're creating new ones with places like financials, autos, and travels. And the last thing is that we're providing exceptional experiences for our clients, whether it's through branded content, high impact units, or even just true day-to-day -day white glove service we just continue to provide exceptional services uh, and experiences for our clients. Now, the Guardian Media Group just announced international revenue also went up about 17% and that the paper wants to be like more of a global paper. Why is global becoming more important and how is the Guardian going to go about this? I'm so glad you asked this question because it's really key to our growth uh, everywhere. Uh, including here in the States, um, more than half of the total Guardian's uh, audience comes from outside of the UK. But more importantly, just globally, the world is having once-in-a-lifetime crises, it seems like on a daily basis, whether it's environmentally, war, democracy is being threatened. So we just feel we need to bring our world-class journalism everywhere. So we're opening up European bureaus, recruiting reporters in Latin America and in the Caribbean. And we're adding more reporters here in the United States uh, just to report on what's happening here on a daily basis. You know, in our written story, 
you say the Guardian's brand is big key to getting advertisers interested. Can having a strong media brand be good enough defense against the forces that have led to publishers losing revenue? Yeah, I did another great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, well, I think having a clear understanding of your brand's mission is really a great start. How it's distinctive, how your audience engages with that brand. Those are all great places to start. Um, I don't know if it's the complete defense, but I think you need to be very clear on all those things. For us, we're unapologetic about who we are and we're very clear about what we bring to the marketplace. Uh, so I think it's a great place to start. Now, The Guardian has tapped into sports as a big way to connect with readers. From an advertising perspective, how important are other sections like sports, culture, and lifestyle to a brand's bottom line? It's increasingly becoming more important to us. Um, those sections, sports, culture, and lifestyle continue to grow, and we're putting more resources to continue that growth in the form of editors and writers. This August, we're launching a new soccer vertical and we're reimagining our coverage for all things soccer here in the United States. And then later this year, we're gonna be launching a brand new lifestyle vertical, more news to come on that. Uh, when we're ready to announce that, we will, but we're in the throes of working a new completely reimagined lifestyle vertical uh, later on this year. Well, that sounds all very exciting. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Curve Reports. Thank you for inviting me. Moving from publishing to streaming, Africa could be the world's next major place for growth. A recent report found streaming giants could drive 75% subscriber growth in sub-Saharan Africa. The report forecasts revenue to double to $220 million by 2027. Netflix, Amazon, and NBC Universal are investing in the region, which one analyst called one of the last places for major growth. For more on this, head to thecurrent.com to read our reporter Zach Wayne's story. Next, here's our weekly roundup of what's making news across the internet. Twitter, or rather now X, is offering major discounts to try and interest advertisers. In some cases, the Wall Street Journal reports that the social media platform is cutting prices by as much as half. Elon Musk said earlier this month that the company, which makes most of its revenue through advertising, saw a 50% drop in advertising revenue. Meanwhile, analysts who spoke with Bloomberg said changing the name of Twitter could likely wipe out somewhere between $4 and $20 billion in brand value. And we're seeing the rise and fall of the chief diversity officer. Execs at Warner Brothers Discovery and Netflix are leaving their jobs, adding to the chorus of thousands of workers in diversity roles leaving their companies. Now, diversity was a hot growth point after 2020, but now the Wall Street Journal reports some companies are scaling back their initiatives. For those who do work to make their workplace more diverse, many describe their battles being obstructed while trying to change the workflow and processes at their jobs. And that's it for this edition of The Current Report. For a deeper dive on all these stories and more, check out thecurrent.com. We'll see you next week.